Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. So our vinyl vault track is just rounding off there in the background. It is Mood Swing, it's entitled Different. We recently caught up with the guy that is Curtis Mantronics and we chatted about everything which we're about to hear and then we're going to go in the mix with the guy as well. It's a great pleasure catching up with Curtis Mantronics. I've been listening to his music for many, many years. But here it is, our interview with Curtis. Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. So you've got a brand new album out called A Journey to Utopia. What was the concept and what was the idea behind the album? Um, well, I mean, I, I sort of, I went through my, with my uh, manager slash business partner, uh, Morgan Kahn. Uh, you might know of him from the Street Sound days, uh, back in the early days of uh, electro and hip hop. Right. Um, so we decided to work together and he said to me, why don't you do sort of a, um, an album that sort of incorporated a, sort of your influences um, your your dance influences from the New York scene um, which there were many at the time so this is what I sort of tried to do with this album um, with especially the heavy bass lines and so forth I mean it touches on the deep house genre a little bit mm. but it's more along the bass lines are more along the lines of like Boyd Jarvis and Timmy Regisford uh, back in the old New York uh, uh, house days right. but, but just brought up to a 2014-15 standard right yeah. It wasn't, I mean, to be honest, when I put the album in and listened to the album, it wasn't what I was expecting from you. Um, I wasn't, what were I was you expecting? I was expecting a little bit more, I, I don't know, I wasn't expecting the deeper sound, I wasn't expecting it to, to have gone a little bit more that way. I was still expecting all, I don't know, still like the older style stuff that you were the, doing. The, the lighter, fluffy stuff. Yeah, basically, it's probably the best yeah. way to describe it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, see, I wear two hats in, in, in the music industry. Um, basically, this has been the, the, the biggest issue that I've had in my career. If you remember, I don't know if you know, but I, I started out doing hip hop. Right. which in the old days it was called electro and I did some pretty I mean I went I did the Mantronics hip-hop which was sort of like a, a cross between all sorts of different influences and um, and then I did um, people like Just Ice yeah. which was really hardcore like gangster rap probably like one of the first gangster rap records um, I mean there are a few other around but he was pretty hardcore this guy and then I did the guys like Tila Rock the, int- the intellectual rapper um, so I did this stuff I did that stuff sorry I did that and then I went off to do like Joy Sims come into my life and you're my all in all and lifetime love and all those records and it was so, for Mantronics, I sort of wanted to branch out from the original hip-hop stuff I did to more of a sort of a dance radio. I wanted to do, I, I, I wanted to produce records and I didn't want to have any sort of, you know, you know any, any sort of limitations on what I could and could not do. Right. So, so when I did the, the, the hip-hop stuff, I said, so, but, but let me incorporate some dance stuff into the Mantronics. And this is when I came up with... Um, I started getting faster and faster with like who is it and then eventually I went I took the leap and I did got to have your love yeah 
Um, so people know me for Got To Have You Love, but they don't know me for, the people that know Got To Have You Love, they don't know me for the hip hop side of Fantronics where it all started, like Baseline and Ladies. They don't know that. Um, because I, I remember when the, that album came out with uh, Got To Have You Love, there was only one song and the rest was all hip hop. And I remember people were very upset. So, and then I have people now saying, oh, can you do some more of that old school hip hop? Can you do this? Can you do some more of Got To Have You Love? Uh, can you, so I sort of, I, I sort of did it all kind of, you know, I experimented with a lot of different styles. So you, I, I yeah. Um, so that's why probably, you know, you were expecting one particular stuff, yeah. you know, a, a particular sound, and then you get this, which is completely different. So, uh, um, um, back to the album, it's it's slightly different to what you would normally expect from a, a normal album you pick up off the shelf, with obviously a DJ mix being in there as well. Mm-hmm. What was the idea and the concept behind that as well? Well, well, no, this goes back to the even my early Mantronics albums. Right. Um, I basically I took all the songs. Um, uh, I would like to think I was the first to have done it, where I've taken all the songs and edited them together or mixed them together into one, what I used to call the mega mix. Right. Um, so that's what I did on, on every single album I put out. And this one was no different. Um, so I wanted someone to sort of, and I think it makes it also easier, you know, in, the, in, the, in this day, it's instead of playing individual tracks, you can. You know, just listen to them just flowing and flowing as opposed to clicking and you know jumping around um, <clears throat> yeah so it's just something to add to the package so what have you been obviously they've got the brand new album out how long did it take for you from the original I'm going to put a new album out concept to um, it's getting well that's well good that's a very good question actually um, I started out, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had so many ideas going through my mind. I said, well, I can sort of touch on, I can go back to the hip hop, but then unless I sort of go really ghetto and street, it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be credible. So let me do a little bit of, you know, not, not crossover, but a little bit of, house music, dance music, which I do love and, you know, I'm older now and to be honest, I mean, with the hip-hop crowd, I, I can't, I don't really, with today's hip-hop, I don't really make the connection. It's so far removed from what I did originally. Um, but although some people say it's not, but whatever. Especially when it comes to trap. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to do some dance music. I, I, you know, I lived in England for 11 years and I used to go to Ibiza every summer, so I fell in love with dance music. I couldn't help it. And that's what I wanted to do. So I've got a question which I know I'm not going to be able to get a straight answer out of you for. Yeah. What's your standout and what's your favourite track on the album? Um, um, see, the, the, all the other, all the tracks, they sort of evoke an emotion for me that I can sort of, I can put myself at a time and a place. Um, like another dirty love song, um, I like that. I just something about it I like. Um, it reminds me when I lived in England around yeah 2000, 2008 when Funky House was sort of happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have all the filters and everything, but it, it just sort of brings me back to that time. And the so many times track 
I, that puts me, that I, I remember going to some late night parties. It's <laughs> four o'clock in the morning and done. You know, you would always have this one particular record. You wouldn't know what it was, but it, every, every late night DJ, after hours DJ would play it. And it would just sort of get into your brain. And that's what it sort of reminded me of. Um, and the other ones, I, I sort of just, I did them and uh, I just did them. And, and then, oh, we've got, got to have you. And that was really just emphasizing a big, heavy, monstrous bass line. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Tom, when you're doing the tracks now, is it a lot of, compared to what it was years ago, is it a lot more computer-based? Are you going, are you still going back to the old analog stuff? I started out in the early days, it was, it was a multi-track recording, it was 24-track recording. Um, it was very time-consuming, there was no automation. We had to basically, you had a mix-up on the board, you had to basically sleep there and stay there so that the following session would come in and tear it down and do their session. Um, and I was always pushing the envelope for, for, for computerized uh, recording. And I remember the first thing I got was a, a Mac. I was like, wait, this is, this is 25, 30, almost 30 years ago. And uh, there was a program that came out called uh, uh, Vision or Studio Vision. And it was the first program that basically Beyond the Fairlight, which offered two-track digital recording with a musical se- in a mu- within a musical sequencer so you can play your musical notes and then record your your vocals or your musical instruments or whatever you wanted to do with it um, it was quite buggy but yeah ever since then I got hooked um, and I've always pushed to do everything within the within the box as I say today so nothing is really analog except the vocals so um, what's next for yourself then? Are you going to be out and about touring? Have you got two um, Yeah, was, that's being set up right now. Um, on May 30th, I have a huge gig in New York for Red Bull. Um, it's, a, it's a monster party there. I'm DJing. Um, I'm sort of looking forward to that because I haven't been back to New York for a few years and that's going to be nice seeing some of the people that I sort of grew up with in the music industry. And um, and then the other thing too, um, what's coming is a new Mantronics. Well, it's a, a few new tracks. Let's put it this way. It right. hasn't been um, solidified yet, but yeah, Mantronics will be back in some way, shape or form. Sounds, so, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, I can tell you right now, um, yeah, the enthusiasm so far from what I, I listen, I, I do stuff and it's sometimes, you know, you, you do your best to, to make a good record to, um, it's not only, it's, it, yeah, it is a business you need to live, but essentially you make music because you enjoy it and you like to see the reactions of people and you like you like to make people happy when they see I love when people are like like one of my songs and I see them dancing and just really it just makes you feel good you've touched on a nerve which is it's it's something very special and it's hard to do it's, it's not easy so um, so far um, yeah the feedback is pretty incredible I mean very incredible so yeah, I'm slowly sort of creeping back into the world, but it's a different it's a it's a different world now. Um, um, for a few years, there things were getting a bit out of hand with this under the moniker of EDM. Hmm. It's like, what is going on here? This is going this is going berserk. Every record sounds exactly the same. Every drum roll, every 
everyone sounds the same. Um, I got to the point where I'm like, this is sickening. It was just too much. It wasn't evolving. And what I have noticed, which is an absolute shocker, was 90s coming back. I mean, even down to the production values. Right. Sounding very 90s and, and people really liking it. And I think also, well, what's even more amazing is the, young, the younger generation is liking it. But you got to remember, you've got now the, the, the people that from the 90s that are now grown up and, and older, they would buy into this because it, it reminds them of an era that they're familiar with. Yeah. I had, but you know, you got to leave it to the British for doing that. I was like, excellent. I, I couldn't believe it. I remember an uh, American guy, um, it was, just, it was uh, one of the mixes. Um, oh yeah, it was the, the Jerome Price mix of Good Woman on, on my album. And that really has like a, a 90s like sound to it, you know, the drum machines and, and, and so forth. And the someone, someone on Facebook, he was an American guy, and he just didn't get the concept. He's like, why are you making stuff that sounds like it's 1992 or 1995? Yeah. He just, the Americans didn't get it. Just didn't get it. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I don't know if, and, 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 you know, that's what you call now sort of deep house. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the a lot of the deep house to me now sounds a lot like a lot of old school garage as well, UK garage. Yeah, stuff. yeah, so that vibe to it. Well, isn't it? Yeah, well, let me let me let me let me let me let me drop something to you here. Prepare for the next Ventronics with a bit of acid. All right. Yeah. Mm. So if you can put that, yeah, I don't want to say much more, but if you can, if you can, <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not the whole thing, mind you, not the whole thing. Right. Um, everything's sort of like a work in progress, and if it works, it works great. Can you duplicate it multiple times and make three different records out of that? You might be able to, who knows? Mm. But we'll see. We shall see. So, yeah, this year should be an exciting year, and I'm looking forward to it too. So. So what are your plans, obviously, out promoting the album at the moment? Have you got any downtime with your family, or are you just going to be headlong into work for the next couple of months? Uh, the next couple of months is going to be full on. It's going to be full on. Now listen, like, you know, you don't get that many opportunities at my age. I'm not that, I'm not that young hip-hop boy anymore. I'm a grown man, you know, with family. But what I'm thankful for is that I can still, I can still hear what's going on, and I, I think I know exactly what to do. Um, where a lot of the same people that came up around my time and they're nowhere to be found. So I'm still in it, I can hear it, and when I'm out having a drink, I can still get down and boogie to it. So, yeah, I still definitely feel it, and which is a, a blessing. So I'm not some like guy that's reading a newspaper and smoking a pipe somewhere. <laughs> so so when you're out and about playing, then are you keeping the, are you still on CDs? Is it vinyl? Have you switched over to the likes of Oh, well, I, yeah, I switched over to the computer years ago, even before there was Ableton or any of that sort of stuff. Right. I was thinking stuff up. I remember I did a, this was God, this was like 2004, I did a, a gig at a ministry in the big room. Right. And this is way before they had like, uh, I think, I think CDJs, I think, I could be wrong, 
but we're just sort of they weren't they were there but I don't think every DJ was using them yes. the, the 1000s or you know CDs and people were still using vinyl so I rocked up there with my computer it was from an Apple laptop and I sunk everything up I didn't actually some of the stuff I mixed like I would put well this is what I did some of the stuff was on computer it was pre-mixed because I did special edits and I did stuff like that yeah. so when I first started the set I had the CDs ready to go um but then I started my computer. And so the computer, I normally do it for like 20 minutes or so. The computer runs because I do, I prepare special mixes and stuff that just, you just can't do live. Yeah. And I remember the promoter's like, what, what the hell is he doing? Are he supposed to be, I mean, the audience didn't mind at all. They weren't watching. They, yeah. they couldn't see. They just heard the music and they saw me standing there. Um, and then... Yeah, it worked really well. So I, I did that for about a couple gigs, and then I would then go off onto on the CDs and then mix back and forth. But yeah, I started. I'm still so it's a it's a mixture of the two, and depending on if I'm exact, if I'm absolutely just completely, if it's one of these gigs like I did in was it Tokyo? And it was like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's coming off the computer. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from America and then. The, the difference in times at four o'clock in the morning in Japan, it's like your your head is completely whacked. You can't do really, you can't do much. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a bit of both. So it should be um, yeah. I've given a vinyl a long time ago. I know vinyl sounds nice, but I don't want to carry crates and bags of records. That's no. <laughs> brilliant. Excellent. That's. Yeah. Um, I've only got one more question for you and that's yes. when when and where can people the listeners get hold of the CD and the album from um, I think I'm not sure the actual release date I think it's in April right um, and it will be available on app and iTunes and Amazon and your other digital download um, and then there's also the Curtis, Curtis Mentronic Facebook page which um, you can go and I, I, I don't they, they had a promotion on it for the first 100 people. It was a signed autograph copy, um, but I'm not sure if you can still get if you can still get it. Yeah, that I, I don't know. Um, but there, all the festivals are being. I can't. There's nothing I can really speak about now because nothing's been uh, uh, signed off on. But there's a few things that are um, uh, building to be, be something really good and. Um, yeah, hopefully this year will be a fantastic year for some good music, not only for my, from myself, but other people also. Because, hey, at the end of the day, we do, we do love music, so and I love it also. Essential House. Say a big thanks there to Curtis Mantronics. I'm going to go in the mix with him right now until the end of this week's Essential House Radio Show. Check out EssentialHouseRadioShow.com for all the latest information on the show. Hi there, this is Curtis Mantronic, and you're listening to the Essential House Radio Show. The Essential House Radio Show Guest Mix.